previously on Ashes of the Order. Our heroes regrouped aboard Admiral's ship, the Ronin. He revealed his identity as a clone deserter, but had no insight on why his former brethren turned on the Jedi. Lahela received a warning from Obi-Wan, while Rokti struggled to deal with her emotions and the deaths of Jedi across the galaxy, felt through the Force. Meanwhile, QP-13 has steered the Ronin to the Coldstep system, an independent smuggler's haven in the Outer Rim, where our heroes may be able to lay low. I'm Amy Kammerman, I play Lahela Bell, I'm a Togruta, and I'm a Jedi Counselor. I'm Derek Kammerman, I'm Admiral, I'm a clone smuggler gunslinger. I'm Colleen Benson, I'm Brokti, I am a Twi'lek mystic. QP warns you all that you're almost about to come out of hyperspace. What do you do with your last few minutes before you arrive? Where are you on the ship? I'd be in the cockpit with QP, keeping an eye on things. I'd be meditating next to the sleeping form of Rukti. I'm asleep. Okay, so you guys are asleep when you arrived. I'm meditating, not asleep. Oh, so you're inactive. Yes, except very active within the Force. Only Admiral is in the cockpit then, as you come out of hyperspace. Well, with QP. So the cool stuff system brings you up far enough back that you can kind of get a sense of the entire system. It's a three-planet system, orbiting like a large sun, kind of like ours. There's three planets. The first one closest to it is Cool Stuff 1. Cool step two, cool step three. Cool step one, think of like Mercury in our in our mm. solar system. For two, think of Earth, and for three, think of like Jupiter. So you got like a kind of inhospitable hot rock planet. Hot rock planet. <laughs> hot rock. Hot rock. <laughs> Coming up, K-Rock. Welcome to our hot rock channel. <laughs> and then a gastrant and sort of moderately balanced, yeah, temperatured rock planet. Until Watered. the life forms decide to destroy it and create climate change. Mm-hmm. Inevitable. With your background knowledge that we established last episode, you know that the one planet has a lot of mining. Like, Cold Step 1 has a lot of mining on it. Yeah, of course. Uh, Cold Step 3, for that matter, as well, also harvests gas, kind of like Bespin. Yeah. Think of, like, a cross between Bespin and Jupiter. So, yeah, he brings you up far enough that you can kind of see the other two planets on the far fringes of your site, but he is bringing you in closer to the second planet, which is where the commerce of the system is based. Specifically, there is a XQ-5 station that orbits Colstep 2, and this is called Triad Station because it has three landing platforms. I got it from the TIE Fighter games. Nice. Because that was the best game ever. You go through all the usual rigmarole of landing in a new system. They ask for your registration and all the numbers. QP helps you exchange the information with them back and forth. There's no trouble at all landing. And yeah, you are brought to a landing spot on one of the pads. This platform has everything you might necessarily need. Uh, this is the center of the trade in the system, which, as Admiral might have told you, is sometimes in the more illicit side. But there is at least a legal upfront, so it's not like you are going into Moss Eisley per se. It looks a little more upfront than that, but it has that sort of vibe underneath the surface if you are looking close enough for it. QB pulls up the logs and everything from the information that they were shared with you as you landed. Uh, you know that there is lodgings that you can rent here if you would want to stay off your ship. There is food services, everything from rations for stocking up your ship to if you actually want to have some food in an actual restaurant. There's fueling and repairing systems here for your spacecrafts. There's some government for the whole system here, as well as uh, well-stocked stores with various departments, which means that you'll have access to pretty much anything basic from the rule books in terms of equipment and things like that. Um, and there's also work to be found at the cantina. The only thing you'll have to keep in mind is that it does cost you 25 credits per day to be docked here. Which raises a good question. How much money do you guys have? Apparently, Admiral spent all of his money on getting good equipment, so zero. 
Rokti did buy some supplies and things like that, so she has 355. Lahela, being the good Jedi she is and has no material possession, has all of her credits of 500. So you have 855 credits you're right now. That's, that's a good base, though. That gives you enough to stake her for quite a while if you need to. All right, so you're landed, you're cleared. What do you want to do? Well, Admiral, especially himself personally, doesn't, who doesn't have any credits to his name, slash he knows that considering everything that's just happened, they're going to need some form of income to survive. He would probably go directly to, to the cantina to try to find some work, because that's just kind of instinctually what he's been doing for the past couple of years anyways. And so he would kind of head directly there to find some leads on any work. I'm assuming just all over the galaxy, everyone kind of is in a state of anxious distrust. and We're in the outer rim right now, though, so it doesn't really affect them. Yeah, you're on the very outer rim in a in a system that has been neutral, like isn't part of the Republic, and therefore isn't part of the, of the Empire right now, so that means they're kind of on one hand free of that, but also wondering, things have changed with the Republic now, or are they going to come for us? Mm-hmm. In fact, Rook T, you probably, probably sense some anxiousness around the station as you uh, as you come out of your meditation or your sleep. Okay. So. Because, yeah, waking up and, and gaining my bearings. Layla, do you, do you know what we should do next? I, do you think they won't trust us? We're Jedi. I know after that transmission, I'm, I'm I'm afraid to reveal our true selves as well. I think we're going to have to not let people know that we are Jedi. QP. QP will have something for us. I'm going to go find QP. Halo will definitely follow her, but um, be very kind of like a uh, face, <laughs> hand face to plant moment situation because she'll not quite expect QP to have all the answers as Rope T believes. <laughs> um, where's QP? QP would be kind of milling about probably following Admiral as Admiral gets his gear and I'm gonna run in like flurry of robes and disorganization and fall to my knees in front of QP QP they're not gonna trust us as Jedi what do you have you have something you make me like Admiral I will be a gunslinger (laughs) 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 the sound he makes is actually different than one you've heard before um it, it's the it's the droid equivalent of, you're cool, right? Like, you're not a cop, right? <laughs> QP would then reply that he, in theory, can make you identification, but he doesn't have the stuff on board the ship to do it necessarily. It's not outside of his wheelhouse to do it. Identification? Oh, QP, we're Jedi. We don't need identification. I just can't look like a Jedi. You guys did find clothes last time, too, on the ship. We rubbled through it and found just regular street clothes. Okay. So, like, oh. like enough to not walk out of the ship in your in robes. In our robes, yeah. 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 Might not be the best, like, fitting clothes, necessarily, and, like, may not be your personal choice of style, mm-hmm. but, like, you have functional <laughs> street clothes. Personal style. <laughs> it's as, either Jedi robes or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we need more than just, just these rags. I mean... Look at Admiral. He looks like somebody you don't mess with. I'm assuming your mask is back on this point. Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. And if Admiral is going to find work because freeloader, then, um... <laughs> Who, you're a freeloader? <laughs> She's got a little neurotic, if She's you can't tell. It's her slow descent to insanity. There's a lot of people around. A lot has happened. Her mind is just crazy. And I do believe she's channeling 
that if she if she becomes or like she pretends to be something else, then it will fix her problems <laughs> that she's having as a Jedi. Then we can't have people messing with us, and Lahela can't keep influencing people. Rook T, I really think that if we just keep our head down and actually do the opposite of what you're thinking. I don't want to draw attention to ourselves. I don't want questions. I feel like if we let Admiral kind of take the head point on trying to make sure that we're supported here and, and doing jobs, then we can try to figure out what we need to be doing next. I haven't had a chance to go through our old master's data pad yet to find out what she was trying to be doing exactly in those planets she was finding. Maybe that'll help us through the force. Yes, she must have had a plan. You should do that. I will go explore. <laughs> Speaking of Tamron's data pad, I had a couple, like you've had like a day or two essentially to, well, while you're in transport, including some downtime beyond the stuff we've covered already. What have you done with, with the data pad essentially? I would have definitely ignored it. Like Halo would have ignored it um, because everything else was too overwhelming at that point that she honestly couldn't even bring herself to think that she was in possession of something that her master had because it was, it brought up too many emotions and she was trying to keep those in check. But now that they have, they've landed their destination, now that they have to continue on to like the next point in their journey, um, whatever that next point might be, she she's now trying to overcome that sense of emotion that she's trying to bury deep within her Jedi self. Okay. When you had mentioned the data pad just now, QP kind of chirp perked up as much as a droid can. Your master was building star maps, correct? Yes, that's what she was doing. Would you mind if I took a look? No, that's a fine QP. You can definitely take a look at the data pad. I will hand it over to QP. He will tuck it into his chassis. Um, he's got a compartment where he can, can store a few things. He says he'll uh, he'll scan through it once he when he has a chance. Roti will look at him kind of suspiciously and go move closer to him and kind of poke at him. QP, you are to be trusted, right? And she tries to press some buttons on him again. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't appreciate the poking and prodding much, but you press something on his side and a, and a, and a vibro knife pops out of one compartment on him. <laughs> and he's like, uh, careful, don't go poking around too much. Uh, I am to be trusted. I, I, I'm with you and the master, but I suggest that you be able to defend yourselves. Clearly, I can defend myself, but I suggest that you be able to as well. You are without lightsabers. You're right, CQP. Even you look like someone not to be messed with. Lahela, I will find us something to protect ourselves. I think we can go together, Rokti. I think it looks like there's been markets and things around here that we should be able to find some form of weapon with. Did you change your clothes? Yes, okay. I did change. Are you sure? Should, should Lahela be like, Rokti, wait? <laughs> she changed her clothes. <laughs> Just starting off. There's no, there's no pants. I'm worried about looking like a Jedi, but... Rogue seemed by blaster fire. Lahela will kind of give Admiral like an exasperated like look and follow Rokti off the ship. So you, you would all head off the ship, but the way that the station's built, you're not quite going your separate ways yet. It's essentially three landing platforms like arranged around like a central hub where everything is, or where most stuff is based in that center of the hub. Um, so to get towards the center hub, you'd have to walk down essentially the same huge corridor. Mm. Also, sorry, side note. I'm assuming Admiral had talked to QP or whatever and figured out exactly what supplies was on the ship. Yeah, because I know the previous owner of the ship had been loading supplies into the ship when I s s stunned him. Or can usually hold up to like six months worth of supplies or something like that, and he had kind of got most of the way through. You would have enough rations to last you for a while, so like you've got like the basic 
foodstuffs on mm. more that you would need. So we probably shouldn't have to worry about that right now. And there was a few other odds and ends. Like I mentioned, you found like, the electronic components that would, that would build lightsabers. So yeah. there's like a bunch of miscellaneous stuff that could fix internal systems. Light sticks, maybe some ammunition. Or for blasters like yours and other things that you might not have access to. Toilet right. paper. Um, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> basically, yeah, you, you have the essentials for a while. Um, yeah. It's things like your armaments and anything beyond that. Yeah. Like beyond keeping yourselves alive and basically equipped and repair. What kind of outfit are you guys wearing anyways? In case anyone wants to draw any fan art, what kind of clothes are you guys wearing? I'm guessing it's just basic like tunic top and pant right now. Yeah, I would say Lahela found that as well. I feel like, yeah, same thing. There'd be just your neutral color. She probably has like a dark brown tunic top and pant. Yeah. Yeah, and Admiral's still wearing his armored clothing. So once again, just kind of show that he is someone you don't want to mess with. Um, so we'd have... Yeah, kind of like a heavy cloak and pants uh, with ar pieces of armor kind of sewn in. And my mask, of course, yeah. Just mostly goggles and a face piece. Uh, like a, a basic respirator that would probably be fine, like on dusty planets or whatever. And like... So kind of like Flo Koon, really. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But, 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 you but know, not as, like, for a clone, not a... Yeah, not for uh, whatever um, species. QP comes with you as, as well. Uh, lock, the ship gets locked down behind you guys. So as you're heading in towards the central hub of the station, there's an average number of people around. Not too many people in this hallway per se, but as you get further to the station, more people are, are around as you get closer to the hub and all, the, and all the amenities offered there. However, at the sort of entrance to your landing area, there is a Devaronian man who is standing there leaning on, on the wall and he's watching, or he's, he's looking towards your ship, which might be a natural reaction considering it's like a brand spanking new ship yeah despite the damage it, it took from the from the vulture droid admiral as you guys are walking by he goes waves you over tries to talk to you as you walk by you there goggles want to buy some death sticks want to buy some death sticks <laughs> <laughs> want to smuggle death sticks it's <laughs> a mighty fine ship you got there goggles is that a brand new questor you got that right that there's the ronin haven't seen too many of those models flying around in fact, I've only ever seen one before. It was built in the system. It was registered to a man named Paul Decker. Interesting you should say that. I got this ship from Paul Decker. Bought it from him. Bold statement, sir. We are putting ourselves in danger, so <laughs> How tall is QP? QP is like RTT2 sized. He's got the okay. body of an RTT2. Okay. Rokti is crouched hiding behind QP, <laughs> thinking that he will, he will protect her, you know? <laughs> so like you're already all you cowering. See, all you see is her eyes above QP. <laughs> He's not really noticing the other two people. He's mostly staring at the ship. Yeah. Um, hmm. Deckard was quite intrigued by the possibilities that the ship would open for him. I'm surprised he parted with it so early. He must be one hell of a talker. You forgot that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I sure am. As Lahela's watches unfold, she's trying not to outwardly cringe at the disaster conversations that happen, and she's sensing, obviously, what this guy is trying to either ask or imply, and now she's feeling a bit anxious because you just implied we obviously have a lot of credits to our name if you just bought this ship from him so or no credits or no credits now actually yeah but either way she's she's feeling a she's feeling a bit tense in the situation she'll step up beside admiral i'm actually his negotiator i was the one that uh, initiated the trade while this happens rock t feeling lahela's anxiousness because she's definitely been trying to channel lahela to like block out the other people around her lahela no come on come over here you people protect us, Lahela. Lahela will definitely ignore <laughs> Rokti's 
beckonings. <laughs> so the Deveronian sneers. It's uh, it's an intimidating sight because of the horns and the whole devil like appearance of a Deveronian. But Deckard was into some really dark stuff. If you ever want to make the real money, and I'm talking better than what the freelancers can offer you, come see me. My name's Nash. Well, Nash, how can I get a hold of you? People here know how to find me. Or maybe I'll find you. And he turns and walks off a, to a side corridor. Lahela have uh, walked herself up beside him to kind of try to divert that conversation. We'll uh, kind of grab Admiral's arm and kind of push him forward to keep walking and mutter to him being like, we have to be careful in what we're accepting here. We can't let people know who we are. Agreed. Popping up from behind QP, Rokti speeds up to catch up to you guys. He seemed like a nice man. Admiral will kind of shake his head and Rokti, you need to not draw so much attention to yourself. Just act normally. I am acting normally. <laughs> what do you mean? Like not hiding behind the droid. But he has the vibroblade. I have a vibroblade and a blaster. Well, yes, but if you die, then I need someone to protect me. <sighs> Admiral will just kind of shake his head again and, and keep walking forward. <laughs> hey everybody, Chris here, checking in at the midpoint. Apologize again for the delays, as I mentioned in a brief update episode last week. With everything that's been happening uh, in everybody's lives with COVID-19 and adjusting to a new normal and, and an attempt to put our schedule onto back on track again. I uh, decided to postpone the episode about two weeks to, to buy us some time. This is a show that we record in one room together um, for a variety of reasons. Partly because we have the one microphone and partly because it's just a better atmosphere when you're playing a, an RPG like this to be in one room. Yeah, obviously that presents some problems in our current situation. So we are looking into options and how we're going to be able to continue to produce the show while... Uh, while everybody is doing the social distancing thing, we're just looking into how to get them a decent microphone so that we can continue to record, albeit remotely, but it, it, it'll be something. It'll be better than nothing. If everything goes to plan, then the next episode will be out on April 24th in three weeks. Um, in the meantime, you can keep an eye out on our social media pages for updates. Well, that's Facebook at the Quarter Portion Podcast Network, Instagram at Quarter Portion Podcast, or on Twitter at Kyber Club. And worth mentioning, too, if you have any questions, comments about the show at any time, you can email them directly to us at quarterportionpodcast at gmail.com. One thing I'd like to do is put together a special question and answer episode. If you have any questions pertaining specifically to Ashes of the Order, uh, whether it's uh, questions about the production or the characters or anything related to specifically Ashes of the Order, send them in. I'd love to do a bonus uh, behind-the-scenes episode not unlike uh, what the Adventure Zone does with their special The the Adventure Zone Zone episodes. Um, in the meantime, I am doing some Twitch streams, playing Mass Effect, which is Amy and Derek's favorite game and one that I've never played. So I'm playing through the trilogy on Twitch through our, our guild's Twitch account, which is at Guild2Taps. Best thing to do is to head over to Guild2Taps, uh, subscribe, and click the bell to be notified when we go live. All right, I think that's going to do it for the for the notes now. Um, hope everybody is staying safe, staying healthy as best as we can, and hope to talk to you all again soon. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay.
Okay, so you head on further towards the hub of the station, and there's a few people you see wearing actual swords on your, on their hips. So it, it's, it's not out of place for people here to be wearing these like weird-looking ceremonial blades mm-hmm. on their hips. Yeah, most people here appear to be like pilots and... I don't want to say outwardly outlaws, but like admiral type. A lot of lashes on hips, a lot of yeah. spacers, essentially. Not a lot of uh, aristocrats or whatever. aristocrats or yeah, like, yeah, just uh, a, a den of scum and villainy. So kind of like this, the, the, the sort of people you would see on the lower levels of Coruscant, to give you guys perspective. Yeah, a little rougher on the edges, but not yeah. like outlaws necessarily. But overall, the atmosphere on the station is pretty normal like there's not a lot of hostility you don't see any hostility as you're walking towards the central hub oh there are a few people who are clearly like police force mm-hmm. um they wear these standardized uniforms um security helmets sort. yeah like just there is a government in Col- on colstead or right. the system of colstead but you know they don't need to step in too often they're kind of just a lax police force yeah. it, it exists but they're not like it's not a police state or anything mm-hmm. Admiral, like you know, they turn a blind eye, so more or less, to a lot of the criminal activity. Unless it's like obvious, or causing like instability or anything like that, mm-hmm. they'll let a lot of stuff slide. Cool. So yeah, you are in the center of the station. Essentially, now you have access to go wherever you really want to go. Excellent. Well, like uh, like I said, Admiral's going to head towards the canteen to try to find some, maybe a little more legal work. Thinking maybe that if if they're really down in the dumps and really need cash quick, then he might call upon Nash, but. Right now, he's you know he's not necessarily the kind of guy who is open to like the real dark stuff. Like legal bounty hunting is kind of more his game than what seemed a little more illegal from Nash. <laughs> yeah, you you would have tailed Deckard a little bit like once you identified the ship you wanted. Yeah, but it probably didn't find out too much about what he really did. Yeah, so it would just it seemed it seemed seemed a little too suspicious. Obviously, that you know a Deveronian was so willing to like give you a you know really good opportunity mm-hmm. just seemed a little sketchy so cupid will go with you mm-hmm. but where are you guys do you want to follow him to the cantina or you want to go elsewhere no i start going towards the stalls lahila and uh, rookty were going to try to find things to blend themselves in better get themselves defense that is outside of lightsabers things like that to okay. prepare themselves for anything we'll do that first then separating the party always we didn't have a backpack or anything like that right i'll say you have something to we found like in. a sack in yeah like a sack yeah yeah in the ship or whatever yeah she may, maybe it's better to let you guys look at the book for a bit for a minute first mm-hmm. admiral see you walk into the, into the canteen which is in the heart of the station it's fairly busy uh, a lot of a lot of people milling about but you've been in, in enough of these sorts of places that you realize there are normal patrons mm-hmm. and there are the irregulars shall we say different class of people milling around towards the one side of the cantina, whereas the other, like the normal people passing through stay to the other side, uh, where you come in. And a lot of people on that far side have a black armband on, so right away, like, you would know there's a group at play here. Mm-hmm. You know that there is a sort of group that operates out of Colstev. It seems like a legitimate group up, up front from your outsider's perspective, but mm-hmm. you, you probably suspect that they do all the, all the good stuff on the side, all the, uh, all the lucrative things right. on the side. The clearly identified uh, clique of people like yourself is on the far side. Yeah, well, that's kind of the side that Admiral would kind of gravitate towards. I was going to say, how does, like, because I know in, like, books I've seen, there's, like, sometimes just terminals that you can kind of look for work, or I don't know if you would actually talk to people, I don't know. Well, as you approach that side of the bar, mm-hmm. the far side of the bar, you see l- literally a job board on, on, on a wall, cool. which... 
has various pieces of paper appended to, which is kind of weird for Star Wars. It's yeah. kind of unusual, but it's it's probably these little sheets of paper that um, most of them have stamps that are like red stamps on them, like job in the progress or something mm. like that, or completed or not. Um, and there is a man standing near near that job board. He is an older older human. Uh, he's got a big defined mustache, wears blaster on each hip, and you can as you're approaching again, you've been in, a, in enough of these dens to know that this guy is clearly respected and higher up in this organization. Mm-hmm. He recognizes the swagger of, of a gunslinger approaching, quickly looks to your arm, sees there's no armband there. Mm-hmm. Ah, I, did, I thought I didn't recognize, well, who can recognize the masked man, but I, I thought you were new here. Mm-hmm. Greetings. Are you looking for work? I am. And I assume you're quite good with that blaster you wear. Better than you think. Uh, <laughs> he gives a good hearty laugh. Name's Sid. I lead the Colstev Freelancers, the, the fine or, or organization whose home base you are standing in right now. We are always looking for people of your seeming talents. Nice to meet you, Sid. They call me Admiral. Admiral. Well, the name says it all. Freelancers. Once you join our organization, there's no obligation to do X number of jobs or you know, pay dues or whatnot. You do a job, you get paid. Small, so, small percentage goes to the freelancers, of course, but the rest is yours. You can do one job and be on your merry way if that's all you need. Or you can stay here for a long time, and then a veteran status, you get into the, the really high-paying jobs as they come up. You get first dibs of those. Otherwise, there's, we are freelancers. Sounds good. I'm here to make some money. Show me the goods. From a pouch on his hip, he pulls out a black armband and throws it at you. Admiral will catch it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he'll hit his, hit his chest and he'll let it land on the ground. Yeah. Roll for it. Miss it. Um, and you now notice that this, this armband he's thrown you is just the armband and that the ones that the people are wearing in the club all have like a bronze insignia on it that has like a, has a symbol signifying the the three planets of Kolstev. Mm-hmm. Yours is just the band. Okay. And Sid explains, since we are freelancers and we don't really have any... While we are freelancers and there's no initiation per se, there are certain perks to being a freelancer around here. Folks respect the freelancers more than your average passerby. But since you haven't proven yourself, can't just give you the status, so you gotta earn it. This armband will signify that you are pledging, shall we say, the freelancers, but you're not quite landed yet. Finish whatever job you get off the board here and get your pin. Excellent. And that's about as strict as we get around here. Just don't go competing with other freelancers for work. You take a job, chit, it's yours. No bony in on other people's work. That's about the only rule we have. Well, it sounds like a lot better jobs than I've done in the past, where there was a lot of competition. So I look forward to some level of some level of agency with you guys. He shows you toward the board, um, and there are three job chits that are, aren't stamped, oh, they're complete or in progress. And he come and reads them off. Um, there's more detail than we'll get into right now, but... Mm-hmm. To summarize, there are three jobs available. One is a delivery job to Colstaff One, which the mining planet, mm. which would be which would net you after the freelancers take about a thousand credits. Okay. There is an escort job to the surface of Colstaff Two, which you are now orbiting, uh, which would get you two thousand five hundred credits. Mm. Or there is a job that Sid described as a muscle job. Uh, to cool stuff three for five thousand credits. Well, Admiral, being the cocky sob that he is, would be more inclined to take the muscle job for five thousand credits, because 
once again, uh, not knowing how long they'll be here and potentially needing to move on quickly, the more money the better. So, this job sounds more up my alley. As he's putting the other two slips of paper back on the board, he laughs to himself and says, oh, the irony of this one's not lost on me. For this job, we have someone who broke that one simple rule we have. More recent addition to the freelancers, boned in on someone else's job, and, well, we have a bounty out for him now, so congratulations, you're now a bounty hunter. He's holed up in a, in a station just inside the surface of Cold Step 3. So we need you to go in there, get him out, and bring him back. Alive. Dead or alive. Okay. Might be a small bonus if you bring him back alive so I can do the deed myself, but I won't object. Excellent. Bring the body back. <laughs> I like back. a choice. Bring the body back. I don't know. No disintegrations. <laughs> no disintegrations. <laughs> He's no good to me dead. I enjoy a challenge. Backhand chocolate so I can just backhand people. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They're two thousand dollars. So yeah, Colin's going through hers, but I do have my stuff that I bought. So I don't have enough money for a whip. That's bad. <laughs> I could see Rock T with a lip, with a whip, along with the force pushing. I could see it. I'm liking some brass knuckles. <laughs> I just feel like this not, not very Rock T. Guys, I could get beast tight armor. See beast tight armor. Mm-hmm. That's an image. <laughs> Roxy and beast eyed armor. The spacey twilight. Uh, so we cut back to our Padawans. <laughs> the, the eternal Padawans. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of shopping options on the station. Like I said, basically anything from the gear book is available, except for the exotic stuff. No buying Darth Vader's lightsaber. <laughs> Um, but at a variety of stalls, you would be able to essentially get whatever you need for basic supplies with your limited credits. So um, I would definitely be looking towards um, clothing and uh, small weaponry, nothing that was going to draw attention to us buying weapons, but something that an average person might just have. We'll say it's not out of the place for people to like buy weaponry on this state. No, for sure, but Lahela's still... Like, I'm still definitely so that a feel, yeah, feeling things out of paranoia because okay. of her being a Jedi. So she's trying not to draw any attention to herself. Soon as she wanted to buy something a bit more extravagant, she didn't want to. Because um, she doesn't want people to be like, oh, why are you buying that for? What are you doing? Like, she doesn't want questions. She just wants to stay totally under the radar. So she ended up getting herself an MMD-18 molecular dagger that she'll be able to easily conceal, but also pull out if needed. I was able to get that as some weaponry, um, and we'll definitely be able to use some of her lightsaber skills that she knows towards that, even though it's not the exact same thing. Um, yeah, by the rules of the game, technically it's a different stat for that, but you you especially are a lightsaber specialist. I'm, specialist. I'm, I'm a melee specialist. Like as, as GM, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to use a bladed weapon as well as you could use yeah a like so. for comparison so like it's a melee weapon which is only one green dice for me anyway that's familiar with the game you can look it up for what the green dice is versus the yellow dice and my lightsaber is three yellow so like it's a huge difference but a lightsaber is still a melee weapon so we kind of home ruled it and we're saying i'm allowed to be two yellow for this dagger plus i mean the dagger is not as damaging as no, gosh, no, so. no. My lightsaber's damage is six, this is two. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your damage output is a lot. A lot decreased. less, a lot less. And then for clothing-wise, again, because she's in very ill-fitted um, tunic and pants that probably she's been hiking up quite a few thing times. That was probably obviously spare clothing for Paul Decker. So, man, she's a very slight 
you know, 16-year-old to Gruta, so not fitting her well at all. Um, so she didn't, again, try not to be suspicious, um, wanting to find something a bit more common. So she ended up buying herself some heavy clothing. So it'll be like a um, heavier, like dark leather jacket that kind of just goes like midway down her side. The shirt that it comes with is kind of just, it sounds like really weird, but like, you know, like the leathery straps that you can see sometimes in Star Wars where it's like almost like tube toppy, but kind of just crisscrosses over their chest and abdomen. Kind of like a typical Tegruda. Yeah, like exactly like, typical, like that. Um, Twilight kind of yeah. look thing. So that'd yeah. be like kind of a shirt under it. And then like a tight fitted, almost jean type material. Um, and again, has the kind of like leather strapping down it for like support, I would guess it's for, but I've seen that a lot in like... So kind of like bare midriff, like Ahsoka? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But like there's probably some of the straps like kind of go over it. But yeah, definitely bare midriff to go along with it. There's probably... Uh, there's probably Chakruta examples in Clone Wars of, of a Soka exactly wearing something like that. Like so, but yeah, definitely the big thing is that she has that. I think almost like think of bomber jacket like, but yeah. like it cuts off kind of like midway down her her waist kind of area. How much money do you have left over? Um, so yeah, so I had five hundred credits, and I have three hundred and fifty credits left after buying my um, dagger. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, molecular dagger. It's the same size as like a stiletto blade. Is okay. what I compared it to. I thought molecular dagger was their fancy way of saying fiber blade. No, but... there is fiber blade daggers. Yeah, fiber this one dagger. is yeah. Fiber knife actually is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Fiber, fiber, knife. fiber knife. Yeah. Okay. No, this is this is different. It's more fragile and pretty looking. It's like a, like I said, think of Electra's like stilettos. It's like that. Hmm, okay. So, <laughs> while Lahela was shopping, <laughs> she was also shopping, but kind of left her own devices. She wandered a bit and she decided to. Split the party? <laughs> she also decided to buy some heavy clothing because, like, what she's wearing does not fit her. And. Now that she's out of her Jedi robe, she wants something that's hers and different than everyone poncho. else's. A <laughs> no, poncho. It's, it's a poncho. Lahela <laughs> will abandon. A sacred Jedi poncho. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Cal. Stop trying to make ponchos happen. So she has like the light colored tunic underneath with some, I'm going to guess, animal hide leather pants that are like. A dark purple, because that's what she wants to go with. With also, she has a full shirt over the tunic vest that's tighter, also leather, but kind of in a neutral tone. And then she has gloves that come up to her biceps, but she has ripped open so her fingers are sticking out because she didn't like it being constricting. <laughs> Don't want to confine the little fingers. Yeah. This. It comes with a belt that she can add some stuff to, but just a regular belt, probably. And she has boots that come up to her calves that are like a, a olive green. That's what she wants. Then, thinking that this is cool, but she's not as strong as Lahela, and she knows that she's behind like kind of the physical aspect, of, especially with lightsaber and stuff like that, and now that they don't have it, She's going to have to rely a lot on her force powers. So catches her eyes, the catch vest. And what does that do? So it's a vest and it's basically made of tightly woven energy absorbing fibers. So it is able to um, partially diffuse blaster bolts. It is indistinguishable from other clothing. So the catch vest is an excellent choice to add extra protection without people seeing. So it just looks like she's wearing heavy clothing when... So it's an extra layer, but it's yeah. fun. So it, gives her... it gives me two soak. Oh, so. nice. 
I'm a little more durable. Once I have money, I'll be buying stuff like that too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no weapons then? She has no money anymore, so. There's also nothing that. I have five credits. I am going to be holding the team together here. <laughs> <laughs> so no money, because I don't know what you can buy for five credits. So basically, Adbroth has all of his, uh, still has access to all of his gear so far. So you've got your blaster and... Yeah, I have a couple different blasters. Um, I have my heavy blaster pistol, a regular blaster pistol, vibra knife, armored clothing. Now Lahila has a dagger, and Rokti is winging it. <laughs> Rokti can get hit. But she's a tank. Yeah. Yeah. She's a tank yeah. and can use her force powers, but not openly in yeah, front of have to do people. It. So it's going to be interesting. It should be fun. <laughs> so around the time that Admiral finishes in the cantina, and you guys are finished buying stuff and you've changed mm-hmm. as your two groups are crossing the concourse and approaching each other to regroup um you start to hear like a general hubbub a lot of people talking about something um and as the people rush by you you hear that there is a ship coming in it is a republic shuttle like a passenger shuttle think of the one that uh, they take on in episode two to go to naboo mm-hmm. that shuttle is coming in hot it just came out of hyperspace and it's coming towards the station it's clearly damaged it appears to have been headed from Coruscant. Huh. Shoot it down. <laughs> oh god, please no. <laughs> it's heading to one of the landing pads. Do you know which one? Yeah, like you'll you'll hear that's coming to not the one that you're on, but you, mm-hmm. the, you hear it said like the one across the station from yours. Lahela will definitely try to reach out through the force to get a sense of what's going on in the ship. Okay. Would there be a specific force power for um... perception or would you know, should we just do like a perception check? How's your perception skill? Yeah, Pretty good. Works. So I need a yellow and two green. We roll dice this session. Booyah! So there's two successes and three... Um... But a success is reveal additional details and the other things, whatever the heck they are. Oh, uh, advantage. Advantage, which I have three of. That is recall additional information about object noticed. Okay. All right, so you instinctively close your eyes or half-close them, however you want to do that, and, and reach out with the force. Yeah, this ship, as they have reported, is coming in pretty hot, and you sense that the pilot is panicked, but also relieved that he's finally getting a chance to land. Like, he thinks safety is here. He thinks he's safe in Cole's step. With the additional details that you rolled, you sense four signatures on board. Not of living people, but there are things on board that resonate with the Force. So, knowing this information, Lahela will kind of, like, stop in her tracks and, like, grab at Rokti. Do you feel the Force on that ship? I can sense them as well, but... But it's not people. What do you think it could be? I don't know, but if it's somebody who brought something back from the Jedi Temple, we need to find out what it is. What if what if they have ill intentions for it? We we must protect whatever it is. We need to protect whatever's left of the Jedi to find out what happened on Coruscant. Admiral kind of overhearing the conversation would be a little perplexed. You know, is it worth doing this? We have a job to do. Admiral, we don't know what happened to the Jedi. We're under attack right now and being told that we're we're all being hunted dead for treason. We need to find out what's on that ship. All right, well, there doesn't seem to be a timeline. Unfortunately, freelancers don't intrude on other people's work, so we can probably go check it out. We just got to be quick about it. Don't want the bounty to escape us. We will. We'll find out what's on the ship and, and continue on. Lahila will start to head towards the landing pad that she saw it landing towards. Uh, so yeah, you join the small group of people that are hurrying down the hallway towards the landing pad for the tidings from Coruscant. Yeah, Rakti will follow. Lahela, Lahela, we blend in so well. I got these new clothes. I knew they would work. With her dark purple, like, plum pants and olive green boots. 
Well, Halo, we'll look at Rope Team. You look very nice. Thank you. What a wholesome ending. <laughs>For more information on the show, visit the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Please check out our Patreon to help support the show and access bonus content. And until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Quarter Portion Podcast Network. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.